Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours. We're a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians, and creatives on their songwriting craft and upcoming projects. I'm your host, Simon Fink, and welcome to episode 238. Welcome back to the pod for all those regular listeners and greetings to those first-time listeners as well. We're a podcast that loves talking to musicians about craft and what makes their brain work in a certain way. And as I just mentioned, we are getting close to almost 250 episodes. You can revisit some of our previous guests, which include uh, artists like London Grammar, Jack Antonoff, Ruby Gill, Moona, Ballpark Music, Annie Bass, Counting Crows, and many, many more. They're available wherever you get your good pods from. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can stay up to date with all new episodes and make sure you follow us across all of our socials, which can be found in the show notes of this episode. This week, we booked some very exciting guests for our YouTube channel as well. So please make sure you subscribe there as well if you're not already. Our guest today is Quinn92. He's a music maker, songwriter, and all-round lovely guy from Detroit, Michigan. He started making music as a sophomore in college and found that his music connected with people very quickly. As you'll hear us discuss in today's episode, he doesn't really sit within one genre Uh, which I think kind of works for his strength as an artist and a songwriter. Due to his flexibility with genre, he has collaborated with a range of artists, including people like Jeremy Zucker, Big Sean, AJR, and Mark E. Basie, who anyone who has listened to the pod has been a previous guest on here as well. Um, Quinn has been making music for over 12 years now, and he released his brand new studio record, The People's Champ, back at the end of January, marking his fifth studio LP. A few weeks ago, he was in Australia kicking off his world tour, and we were lucky enough to have some time with him. In today's episode, we are talking to Quinn92 about the brand new record, The People's Champ, and how some of these songs came to be, including a a bit of a behind-the-scenes look at my favourite track, Good Either Way. We're talking about his approach to songwriting and why he classifies his genre as something that he calls melting pop. (laughs) We'll let him explain that one. Um, And we talk about what the rest of the year has in store for him. Links to all of Quinn92's details can be found within the show notes and we want to say a massive thank you to Samantha from Universal Music Australia for her help with this episode. Here's our chat with Quinn92. The way that you tempt me, I'm holding on. I'm sick of subway, so low five hours, what the Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Quinn92. Hello, sir. How are we? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm very well. Um, very well, thank you. Um, welcome to Australia. You're in you're in our country. I know. I'm back here. It's been it's been like four years since the last time I made it down here. Uh, 
pre pre COVID, I did a tour and then that was the only time I've been here. So it's amazing to finally be back. And, uh, if you could see my view right now, it's, it's a spectacular view of, of Sydney, Sydney Bay, right? Harbor, Harbor, Sydney Harbor. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful day here. I'm just excited to be here. I know that there's a lot of excitement, um, around you being in the country as well. So I do appreciate you joining us on the podcast today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks. No, 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 of course. Um, there is, well, I think one of the reasons for a lot of this excitement is the brand new record from yourself, the people's champ. It came out, uh, late January. I want to say firstly, congratulations on the record. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is your fifth record Mm -hmm. and I'm curious, I guess, from the, from the get go, now that it's the fifth record, is there any, I guess, is this old hat for you at this point, putting out records? Is there any nerves or anything that still goes into when the music comes out? Yeah, it's still nerve wracking. You know, you always want to, every time you put out a piece of art, especially an album, it's, it's, it's an expression of yourself and you want to make sure that you check all the boxes that you wanted to when you were making it. And you want to say everything that you were trying to say uh, so that people can get a glimpse into kind of what you're going through right now in this period of your life. And so for me, like when I make albums, it's, you're right. It's like my fifth now. And and maybe it might seem like it's just clockwork at this point, but I still, <laughs> I still take it really seriously. I still, I still get nervous. I still get the butterflies. And I think that's good. Cause it reminds me that I'm not sick of my, <laughs> my job yet. So uh, it's, it's good. Yeah. It's a good, um, it's just a, again, like a cool way to timestamp a moment in your life and, and share it with, with the world. So um, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing to be able to do. Of course. I read somewhere and please correct me if I'm wrong with any of this, that I think this time around, or maybe there was a point separate from the record that you'd kind of reassessed maybe during the pandemic or over the last few years and, and looked and kind of, I want to say found like a contentness that it was a, a point of not that you're by no means done. I'm sure that there is still plenty of gas in the tank, but more so that, um, that there was, there was a level of, I guess, things that you ticked off the list that you were happy to do that say, if, if anything were to happen, that you were happy with what you'd achieved. Am I yeah. right, right in saying that? No, you're very right. Yeah. A lot of gratitude kind of came to me these last couple of years and, um, it's a shame that it's taken me 30 years to finally have gratitude. But I think, um, I think with things kind of like I mentioned prior to uh, earlier about me not being here since COVID, I think the pandemic really shaped my perspective on life as I'm sure it's, it's done that with a lot of other people. And um, for me, I just, this past year specifically just um, definitely had some low moments. And I think through all of that, I was able to just really just have a beautiful reminder of, 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 uh, of my career and and the things that I get to do in, in my life. And, um, and, and I just, I've gotten to a point where I just think I don't, of course, like you said, I'm, there's gas left in the tank and, and, and I think there is, and, um, uh, I definitely don't want to just quit and, and, and hang up, uh, the cleats, so to speak. But I, I think I'm finally at a point where I realized that there's not much more that I, I, I really have to to check off my, my bucket list, I guess. And, and I'm, I'm really, really happy with the things I've been able to do. And, and, it, and it's been an amazing life lived at only 30 years old. And, and, and if, like you said, if I, if, if things came to an end tomorrow, then, you know, I would be okay with that. Um, again, doesn't mean I want to stop, but it's just a, it's a nice place to be in right now. And I think it's, it comes with age comes, comes with just getting older and, uh, I'm married now. And it's just, you know, I'm getting a little wiser, I think. And, and yeah, I think it's a good way of, 
it's a good way to to live life. You know, it's it's not as it's not of a not much of a struggle anymore. And um, and yeah, so I'm just, I'm in that kind of that that sort of middle ground of 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 wanting to still achieve goals, but also be very content with with where I am and not get too uh, get too down on myself when things don't necessarily go my way. And and just to kind of take whatever life throws at me. I can very much appreciate that. And I think it is. I think that especially as as males, we always tend to come to things a little bit later than everyone else in terms of finding gratitude and, and the ways to express it. So I can, I yeah. very much uh, empathize, what is it? Sympathize, empathize, whatever. I can recognize. With that in mind, does that change how you approach songwriting this time around, I guess, with the record? Was there any I guess, change in method or, or way that inspiration hit now that you are feeling that, like, I guess, more content? Yeah. I mean, the idea was to literally not with this album was to just, just, it wasn't to create this crazy conceptual album where each song flows into the next. And it's this grandiose story that I'm trying to convey. It was, and, and I've, I've tried to make albums like that in the past, but the point of this record was to just uh, just to stay present and just to take whatever each day had to offer and then channel that into making a song. And um, it took took about nine months to do. And I was definitely definitely had some writer's block and uh, was trying to figure out what the album was even about. And I think I came to a conclusion where. I was just like, I just want to make music just to make music. And that's, that's enough reason to make an album. I think sometimes we, as artists were like, what's the theme of the album or why am I making this? <laughs> it's like, we don't really need that. You know, I, I just think I was, I came to a place where I was like, I'm just, I'm grateful. I just want to make songs. And, uh, and that's what we did. And, and I think it was a beautiful reminder of just, again, embracing, uh, embracing yourself and, and, and who you are and, and the things that you go through and, and, uh, and just finding ways to use them as, use them as tools rather than setbacks or things that you're running away from. And so I just, I dug deep a bit and I, I just looked at all the things that I was going through and, and tried to find ways to channel them into making art and making something that I think people will resonate with. And so, um, yeah, the theme of the album, the people's champ, it's about just reminding everyone that, you know, that they are their own champion and they have, uh, the, the, the idea that we need to strive to become something is kind of, in my opinion, it's a bit played out and it's, it's a bit of a bit of an exhausting way to live your life. And I just came to a point this year where I was just like, I, you know, I, I can look inward for all the answers that I'm looking for and, uh, I don't need to search outward so much. So yeah, it's a very, uh, it was a bit of an introspective look and, uh, I'm, I'm glad though, because it's a reminder that I think I need to tell myself more often. Um, so I hope people resonate with it. I think people have so far and I, I very much love that kind of sentiment of that it is, um, well, as you said, that the people are their own kind of um, best allies or supporters or whatever it may be. Yeah. The 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 sonics of the record are incredible. I feel like with each record that you've released, there is kind of um, a, a mixed bag, if you will, or uh, there's very diverse sonically. Are you able to explain to our listeners what melting melting pop is? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really happy you uh, you said that. I'm trying to coin that as a genre that re- describes my music. I think when, yeah. I get, when I get asked like what my music is, you know, I think the easy way to say it is just pop music. Yeah. But um, thank you for, thank you for saying that. Uh, it's yeah. Melting pop. I think it's just a, a, a stupid way of saying that it's a stupid uh, uh, pun of, you know, melting pot. It's just, 
it's a representation that of me, you know, I grew up on a lot of different influences and, um, I listened to artists like Michael Jackson and Bob Marley and, uh, and Nora Jones and just all these random artists that kind of, I all took little bits from. And then when it finally came time to make my own music, I think all of that, all that influence and taste that I grew up trying to sort of build, um, it came out in my music. So melting pop is just a fun way of describing how I just use a lot of different inspiration and kind of take bits and pieces from people that I look up to and, channel it into my own storytelling. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's cool when you can't pinpoint exactly what kind of art you're making. And I think that makes it a bit exciting. And I think it, 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 it's at least for me, I think it's a good reminder that it, it doesn't fit into one box. And I think that was always the goal was to make music that checked a lot of um, or it was music that everyone could, could get into. So if you liked a little bit of hip hop or you liked a little, little electronic music or a little, whatever, like it's got something for everybody. And, and, um, I think that was always the goal for me was just to kind of cater to the masses rather than just one specific type of listener. So, so thank you, Simon, for saying, <laughs> for reminding me of the genre. Yeah. It's not stuck yet, but we're trying to, trying to remind people that. Well, my absolute pleasure. And if we can help in any way to get it to stick and, and yeah. be a trademark for yourself, gladly help. Always. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, when you are writing, I'm, I'm curious, is there uh, like a... Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I guess in what we're talking about, does something jump out first in terms of that you might know what genre is applicable to the song you've just written or is it something that you'll develop as you've kind of put the 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 song through the the ringer if you will i don't know if i asked that correctly are you asking as far as like what do i go into a process like trying to make a specific a specific genre or a specific type of song yes or on the on the flip side do you ever write a song without the intention or genre of what it may be. And it reveals itself as you kind of get further along that process. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I see what you're asking. Yeah. I think for me, like whenever I, tr- I, I've definitely stopped uh, trying to make certain songs like in the past, if I wanted to, I was like, I would go into the studio and be like, I want to make a, uh, the best love song this year. And 
say something that no one's ever said before. And I felt every time I tried to do that, it always turned out to be a completely different genre. Like if, uh, if I wanted to make a love song, it turned into this hip hop party song. And if I wanted to make the party song, it turned into this like really romantic thing. And <laughs> I've, I've, I've learned that it's 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 amazing the 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 ideas sort of take life of their own and and i think it's our job as creatives to sort of to to have um not even a direction but an intention of just not even that i just think just to show up and just to just to commit yourself to making something and then the idea sort of takes its own form and and decides to turn into what it wants to become and i've learned in the past that that is typically what happens. And, and so I try to treat every session um, or anytime I write a song from like a clean slate perspective and, and, uh, and just sort of get out of my own way and just let the music sort of take shape. I don't, I, I'm sorry if I'm not answering your, your question, but yeah, I think, um, I think I'm trying to like not think of genres and types of songs. I'm just trying to make whatever my brain comes up with that day. And uh mm-hmm. yeah that's the best way to, to approach it, you know, cause I know that that means I'm staying authentic and it, it's the best representation of what I have to offer as an artist. And, uh, and it's, and it's me not trying to become something that I'm not And and, you know, obviously I have influences, but I try to stay true to what I'm feeling and what I want to make and not get too swept up in like what other people are doing. So again, sorry that I don't know if I hit the mark on what you were trying to do. <laughs> no, yeah. it, it very much did. I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. Uh, with, with that in mind, I would, if you, if you'll allow me, I'd love to um, talk about maybe the process behind one of the songs from the record. Uh, one of the tracks that stood out to me the most, I found myself returning to it was good either way. It featured yeah. um, Adrian Cota. Yeah. Um how I guess what was the inception or the the catalyst for this song and and how did it kind of come about? Yeah, I think that was a really that was one of the one of those songs where I realized minutes into writing it, it didn't need it didn't need crazy um, storytelling. I guess is the way I'm, maybe I'm what I'm trying to say. Like it was it was a song that really consisted of, I knew I wanted to write something about just looking at life in like a neutral perspective and just in taking it in stride and taking everything that life throws at you. And as, hence the the title is good either way. So basically whatever happens, I'm, I'm good either way. And literally the verses are just comparisons. It's just like, I can have no sleep or 12 hours under my belt or I think that was the lyric or I can be sober or drink to feel less of myself, you know, just it, it, the second that I came, that I knew that that's what I wanted to say. It was the, one of the easiest songs to write because I just like, okay, all I have to do is just talk about this versus this and, and just give sort of these black and white examples. Um, and these opposites that, that I think, you know, we're always taught that something needs to go a certain way in our life. And, I thought it was a cool, uh, a cool song to write up. Just, yeah, I can just, you can just give me whatever you have and I'll take it on the chin and it, it's cool with me. So thanks for saying that though. I, that's one of my favorites on the album and uh, Adrian who's featured is, is an amazing artist. And it was the first time I've ever had a Latin artist on my, on my music. So he was singing completely in Spanish. I, I think it probably surprised my fans a bit, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy we, we did that. And uh, yeah, definitely add like a, a nice flair to the record and, it's a cool, it's a cool song. Yeah. So thanks for saying that. No, of course. Well, it, it is, uh, Adrian is one of a few collaborators on there. You've got, sorry, I apologize. It's just a plane going above. <laughs> Chelsea Cutler, 
I'll help you out. Big Sean and AJR are the other uh, artists featured. Yeah. Thank you very much. I was going <laughs> to get to that. Um, and it is like, as you mentioned, Big Sean, AJR, um, Chelsea Cutler is a bit of a, a, again, a mixed bag of, of guests and collaborators. When do, do you have a process when you're picking who you want to collaborate with or who kind of appears on an album or is it just people that you're interested with working with? It's kind of, it's kind of that. It's kind of just people I'm interested to work with. Um, someone like Chelsea is someone I've known for a while now. So it's easy. It's easy for me to just text her and be like, Hey, I have an idea. Do you want to get on the song? And, and she, she, she'll either say, no, I don't like this or yeah, I love this. Let's do it. And I think that's great to have a friend in the industry where they can just be very blunt with you and, and, and tell you if they're interested or not. Um, for other artists, you know, someone like Big Sean, like that was someone I really looked up to and, um, you know, prior to this didn't have any relationship with. And so it was more of the, of asking the label and, and, and actually my business manager is the one who linked us, uh, cause he also represents big Sean. So I actually got that collaboration through my business manager, which is not a very common thing I think happens in the industry. So yeah, it's so certain artists it's, it's mainly, yes, I just kind of come up with people that I look up to and think they would have a great fit on the song. And a lot of times they say no. And, you know, a lot of times they say, yeah. So it's, it's just about like, you know, uh, picking people that I think can add something to the song that you can't particularly, I think that's, what's great about collaborating is that you're, you're using other people, not using, but you're, you're, you're having people influence the song in ways that you physically can't. And so for me, like Chelsea has a great, soft, delicate voice and has a female perspective. And so, which I don't. And so it's great to have her contribute and big Sean's an amazing rapper. I'm not. And so it's great to, you know, <laughs> team up and it, it really is like a team effort. So it's cool to collaboration is one of my favorite things. And again, I, I think it's a, I think it's a, a mix of people that I look up to, but also people that I think can add something to the song that, like I said, that I, I just can't do. So. 100%. And I think, well, as I've said, and I'll continue to say it, this record is brilliant and I think it kind of adds to it. Um, and so for anyone who hasn't listened to the record yet, we'll make sure the album is in the podcast show notes. Um, usually at this point we would kind of ask, I guess, when they're coming to visit us in Australia, but as we've already mentioned, that that point is right now. Um, yeah. What can, I guess, firstly, what can Australian fans expect from these shows this coming week? Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, before I, I'll just, I'll just say, so if you're in Sydney this Thursday, the, what's this Thursday the date? The uh, 16th. 16th. Sydney, this, sorry, I had to ask. A, <laughs> I uh, can appreciate you've just flown in. <laughs> yes. Yes. Bit of a the jet lag has not uh, worn off yet. The 16th this week, Thursday in Sydney, Brisbane is the following or Melbourne. Uh, Mel Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, 16, 17, 18. 16, 17, 18th, S Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane. So if you're listening and you're from any of those cities, and you haven't got tickets yet, please, uh, please go get tickets. Cause I think, and then what you just asked, Simon, yeah, I think fans can expect like, you know, last time I was here, everyone, I was saying, I'm just, I keep complimenting. I think everyone in Australia, everyone's just so <laughs> nice and welcoming. And I think like it, it definitely takes the pressure off from the artists. I can say like uh, the perspective is, is, is I don't have any type of nerves going into something like this because last time I was here, it was just such a warm welcoming and, uh, yeah, people just love to have a good time here. And I think I, I I can definitely cater to that. So if you're looking to have just a fun weeknight uh or weekend, um, um please come out to the show. It's a it's a very high energy, it's a lot of good positive vibes. And um, yeah, it's just it's just it's just my favorite thing to do, honestly. I I I I don't 
I'm not lying when I say that it's my performing is my number one thing to do in, in life. And, and, and I get to just love to share that with people. So, um, if you want to, if, if that sounds interesting to you, come out to <laughs> one of the shows and, um, and if not, just come out and drink a bunch of beer. I don't, I don't know. You just have a good time. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll do, I promise to do a shoey on stage. Cause last time I was here, I did a, a shoey, which is drinking beer out of, uh, your tennis shoe, which maybe American listeners do not know what that is, but I don't know if you know, son, hopefully, you know, I assume being, <laughs> I, yes, un- it's, it's one of those things of, unfortunately I do know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not a very glamorous thing to do, but, uh, I was definitely, uh, I think I left there winning the hearts of everyone because I did it. So <laughs> Yeah, I'll probably do another one this week. So, yeah. It seems to be an odd thing that only Australians are obsessed with. I yet. love it though. Yeah. And and there's a good part of Australians that uh, that love it, some that don't get it. But I think that either way, you leave with our respect if you do it. Even if we don't like it, we're like, well, he did yeah. it. And you have to give him that. So, yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't really caught on anywhere else but Australia. So that's the funny Hopefully. part. Yeah, hopefully it's not a ca- hopefully it's not a trending thing yeah. around the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you enjoying being back on tour? I guess other other than having to um, take part in different uh, countries, I want to say culture, but let's not call Shui a culture. Um, but yeah, is it is it nice to be back touring the world and playing shows around the world? Yeah, yeah, man. I I I love I really love traveling. I love seeing places that I definitely would never get to go to if music didn't become a career for me. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, going back to what I was saying earlier, just gratitude and being thankful. Like it's these, these types of moments are are really great reminders that I'm just so fortunate to do this because, um, again, I just, I get to experience a lot of things that I know people don't get to. And I, and I don't take that for granted. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing just to see people and have that face-to-face connection with my fans and, and like social media is great, but nothing beats actually talking to someone in person and getting to hear how the music has affected them in some way. And, um, and, and just getting to see people at shows laugh or cry or jump around and lose their voice. Like that's just like that rawness, I think is what everyone was missing over those two years of COVID. And, and it's just amazing to be back doing this. So yeah, it, it it feels feels amazing. And this is the start of the entire year for me as far as touring. So it's awesome that I get to kick it off here in Australia. But um yeah, I'm I'm so so excited to be back. Well, again, I know that lots of people are excited to have you here in the country. Um, so all the details for the album and the shows will be in the show notes of the podcast. Um, oh, lastly, I didn't have we'll, to explain it myself. So, <laughs> we'll, be there. Good. Good. we'll put all details in there, make it nice and simple for them. Good. Um, Good. Lastly, we would usually ask, I guess, what they're currently listening to. Is there anything at the moment that's uh, currently on high rotation for yourself? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say, I mean, I'm going to self-asleep just because I'm going to take up my my opportunity here to plug my album. But The People's Champ by Quinn92 is something I've been listening to a little bit lately. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, uh, I, <laughs> I love Daniel Caesar's new record. I think it's incredible. Sam Smith's new album is great. I, I, I listen to a lot of Leon Bridges, I feel like just randomly. Um, so his last album, uh, Gold Digger Sound has still been on repeat. And I don't know, that's the problem with Spotify and stuff these days is you just, there's so much music. It's hard to like pinpoint what it is you're, you know, uh, wanting to listen to, but yeah, those, those dudes are doing some good stuff right now. So yeah. 100% all solid choices. Um, and I think it almost plays to what we were talking about before in terms of 
being a, a melting pop of genres, if you will, um, yes. that there's lots of different things that streaming services allow you to listen to. Yeah. Queen 92, thank you very much for coming onto the podcast. I do appreciate it. Enjoy your time in Australia while you're here. Um, but yes, thank you so much for, for coming on. Thanks, Simon. I hope to see you soon, man. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.